Okay, howdy everybody, and welcome to tonight's episode of Random Rhapsodies, the Fab Five campaign. On Dungeons and Dragons Real Play Stream, uh, starring me and my friends. As always, we are live streaming here, first on Twitch.tv, and then uploaded to YouTube and on podcast one week later. If you enjoy what you see here, feel free to follow and subscribe here on Twitch, and you can also subscribe to us on YouTube, or you can check us out on Facebook at Random Rhapsody TV, or on Twitter as Random underscore Rhapsody. When we last left the Fab Five, the intrepid group of adventurers had returned to the port of Elena to deliver the dreamer they had recovered from Feiwee Power to the Erudite Conclave. Upon exiting the fishing vessel they had procured passage aboard, the group discovered a much busier town than the one they had previously visited, thanks in no small part to the additional vessels from various nations around the continent. The group discovered that the elves had made contact in the kingdom of Radagast and have requested a conference um, of each of the different kingdoms. Representatives from each of those nations have convened here at the request of the conclave before setting out to Venus to meet with them. At the conclave, the Fab Five gave the chief archivist a rather macabre display of their adventuring in the Druid Grove, complete with a nice little row of heads and um, a rather interesting display of not one, but two dead bodies. You handed over the body of Belmont Victor. The conclave observer who traveled with him, and you discovered that the diamond that he had held was often carried by conclave field researchers just in case of their premature departure. There was a tense discussion as you held handed over the dream, but in the end your contract was fulfilled, and you were given the payment you were owed by the conclave for its capital completion, including admittance into the group itself. You also handed the body of Volek Wraithgard and agreed to assist Sashnel Borenthal in the questioning of the deceased cult member the following day. The group immediately left the conclave for the familiar comfort of the seeing Nave Inn a clean establishment near the town wharf that is frequented by local sailors and fishermen. Exhausted, the group accepted the two remaining rooms left at the inn and almost immediately passed out for the night. Although Vale had himself a little bit of fun with uh, a bit of spell work messing with you guys in the late evening after his watch. And so, Fab Five, you have awakened now after a full night's rest to see the sun just beginning to peek through a light layer of fog that has settled over the edge of the lake, giving your rooms an almost ethereal effect as you gaze out the window into the hour itself. 
The delicious scent of smelt, smoked fish and roasting meats fill your nostrils as you prepare for the day. And already you can hear the loud, the sounds of loud clatter and commotion coming from the middle Once you are all prepared, you head down into the main common room of the inn to find it absolutely packed. The bar and all of the tables are crammed with patrons, most of which appearing to be either sailors or travelers of some sort. You can see quite a few dwarves and humans, a few halflings and gnomes, and even a couple dragonborn among the tables of the individuals currently in this bar. And I'm going to go ahead and move you guys to the level work itself. Teeny, teeny, tiny bit of it. There you go. You should be able to see that. Oh, there we are. Okay. I just saw some brown up in the top right corner. But, as I was saying, you make your way down to the main common room of the inn. You see it extremely full of people. So much so. So much more so than the last time you were here. You make your way over to that room that you guys have uh, occupied that once or twice before for breakfast, and you find it actually currently occupied by a group of eight individuals, a couple of which have hoods pulled up over their faces. One of the group closes the door upon seeing you there, clearly wanting privacy. But as you turn away, you catch sight of one of the more private tables at the other end of the common room, whose occupants are just beginning to get up and leave the air. Blood, with your nimble speed, you're barely able to run down the, the bottom stairs and over to the room, just as another group coming in from the outside of the inn start heading their direction towards that table. But you do manage to grab it in time and you plunk down just in time to see a half-orc male and a pair of humans kind of looking over his shoulders, giving you a little bit of a dirty look and a curse before turning and heading towards the, the bar itself. Sorry, gentlemen. I kind of I got here first. Now, I did forget to have somebody go ahead and roll me a D100, so go could you guys do that for me real quick? Oh, god damn it. Okay, low... seven. Uh, we might have had, <coughs> had that one. Okay. I don't think we've actually done this Excuse one before. Me, pardon me, sir. Ma'am, the golden boy is coming through. I haven't had anything to drink yet. <laughs> All of you make your way down the stairs, around through the inn to clamor the table that Blood has taken. And with a seven roll, as all of you are kind of climbing into the, the small booth and sitting down, the question that comes to your all, all of your head is, what is something that you 
are trying to improve about yourself. So blood. Well, What's something that you want to improve about yourself? Well, blood is a very distrusting person. I should say I'll do the first person. Because, yeah, I, I, I was on my own for a few years, and then I found a man that kind of taught me to be the who I am today, but I, I need to learn to trust people more. I was much more trusting when my brother was around. Uh, so I think when I lost him, I kind of lost that side of myself. So I need to learn to be a little nicer, kind of give things on a little bit of faith. Okay. I like it. You gotta learn to love again. <laughs> Indeed. This is coming from the nicest member in our whole group. Awesome. Apollyon. What's something Wait, that I'm you're the trying to member? improve? Uh, Eloise is nicer. Oh. Than right. You're right. Nicest? Oh, you guys are so cool. Thanks. You guys are my best friends for saying I'm the nicest you one. You are absolutely not the nicest. <laughs> Damn it. But Napoleon, what's something that you're trying to prove about yourself? Oh, baby, you know it. These muscles. But also, with my now mind-bendingly high cerebral intellect, I have been pondering things over... Time and space. Uh, Such would understand in terms of uh. physical or mental improvement. I should expand upon that at another time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Liam, how about you? Well, I've been rather single-minded for back. quite some time so now. I need more now. techniques. It's great. The person I wish to kill. It's far stronger than I am. I need to catch up. Hmm. Interesting. That secret person that you're always trying to get the better of. I like it. Um, Vale, how about you? I would like to improve more on fitting in. I find myself uh, doing things that uh, make others maybe scared or in disgust, but I would like to improve on blending in and trying to fit in with them. Okay. Absolutely. As a, a, a drow, you are definitely singularly unique among the people. Eloise, how about you? did send me out here to you know learn more about the world and how it works and I didn't want to want to do that but I think I also want to learn better how to um to talk to people I'm really good at talking to animals but people's a lot harder that's true people are a lot harder even even for us uh, non-dragonborns without a tail to trip them up. And as you guys are kind of reflecting on this and sitting down to your table. A short while after you guys have sat down and make yourselves comfortable, the little girl who you've all seen working here before hurries up and very breathlessly says, 
sorry about the wait, folks. Can I get you anything for breakfast? We have bacon and beans with cider for three silver, or smoked trout with potatoes for five silver. Both come with brown bread and either ale or cider. And we also have porridge with fried fruit and a special meat we've just picked up for two silver. Ooh, I'll take the mead. I'll take the mead and the, the beans. Indeed, another and round of mead. <laughs> smoked trout with cider for me! Okay, Eloise wants a smoked trout with cider. Uh, Vale, what did you say you wanted? Bacon, beans, and mead, please. Okay. So, um, Eloise, take two silver off yours. Uh, Nycteros, you can take the, um, the three silver off you. Apollyon, what did you say you wanted? Trout, two meads. Okay, that is five silver and th five copper for you, Apollyon. Uh, blood? Uh, trout and water. Okay. Five silver for you, uh, Liam. Trout and cider, please. Five silver for you. Okay, uh, just give us a little time. We're, we're, we're kind of busy today. And the little girl goes running off. This is a human girl, maybe 10, 11 years old. Bright, blonde, reddish hair. That, that strawberry blonde hair that you see with children. Uh, pulled up in pigtails. But she comes running up running past you guys over to the bar where she seems to be placing her order. And from there, you guys are left amongst yourself. So, Guys, I hear this place has the best brunch. You guys are going to lose your minds about this trout and eggs and shit. Well, we've been here before, haven't we? I know, right? <laughs> I don't think we ate that time though, did we? You've eaten here before. You, you Definitely had, you've had remember a that meat. And sure enough, about I believe we had a blue cheese quail. Oh my god, that sounds about right. Um, about thirty or so minutes later, the little girl comes running over along with her mother who um, deliver each of your plates to you, the several meads, the, the ales. Um, and as you guys dip into the mead, you do recognize it uh, as the mead that you guys had sold the previous evening. Seems that the mead that you guys had sold has begun to distribute around town. Alas, if they're going to... Not going to go very long. As, as Eloise's meal is provided, she's playing with a little bit of that blackened stone that she has. Doing anything speci specific with that, Eloise? No, just kind of playing with it. Like, my hands are in my lap. and. Okay. Waiting for food. No, it's it, brother. Your food is delivered, and it is delicious. The smoked trout is... Perfectly seasoned with salt and just a little bit of dill. 
and um, has been smoked very nicely over some soft wood, giving it a, a mild smoky flavor, but you still get the richness of the of the of the trap. See what I was telling y'all? Perfect. Those of you who got the bacon and beans, it's a pretty good, uh, imagine an English breakfast style bacon and beans with brown bread. And it's good and it's filling. And you, you, you all, uh, over the course of the next hour, do have a, a rather fitting, filling meal. And around you, within the common room of the inn, patrons seem to be coming and going. In, in various groups, uh, most of them basically having meals and, and wandering about their business, but it is a rather busy place. There's a lot of people around. So as you guys finish up your meal and enjoy the camaraderie of uh, each uh, of each of your party members, what are you guys wanting to do for here? I'll uh, sit up and um, loudly exclaim, that was the best bacon and beans I have ever had, considering I have never had bacon and beans. And with that, I brush my hands together, uh, clap myself on the chest, and cast Mage Armor. And with that, uh, you all see a shimmering effect kind of circle around the veil as he casts a spell on you, on himself. Um, nobody else in the bar seems to really pay any mind, though, um, um, Blood, <laughs> both you and Apollyon, since you were near the door, go ahead and give me perception checks. Ooh, okay. So, seated at the bar... You, you do notice that the group of six that had entered the bar and tried to get the table that you guys got, as you guys are sitting there and, and Vale is casting his spell, Blood and Apollo, you're, you're glancing about behind you, and you do notice that several of them are kind of watching the group of you. One of their, you see, besides the, um, the half-orc, and two humans, an individual in full cloak, so green that it's almost black, and a halfling seated at the far end of the bar, which, which I'll say is right over here, um, almost twisting around. Can we have the dynamic seat. lighting off? What's that? Can we have the dynamic lighting off? Why is that? Get seed, everybody. Yeah, I think uh, just because this is where we're positioned for Pollyon, um, we wouldn't be able to see out of this room. That's why it's like that. Oh, I thought we were just at like a regular booth. It's no, like a there whole... are walls in the way. Yeah, there are walls in the way. So it the, okay. the, right. it, it is sunrise, and so you're able to see things. I, I put walls up there just to kind of give you a little bit of uh, of areas that you can't see. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I like the, you know, we can only see what we can see. Uh, Alright, yeah. You okay. guys, maybe you'll get alarmed, but Blood's going to take out his crossbow and he's notching an arrow just to have, or a bolt just to have it ready to go. I look very inquisitive and uh, I kind of smile like a, get a little giddy with anticipation. 
Okay. Yeah. We're being watched. You say that a lot. I'm saying it to the, yeah, I say it in the group. It's like, we're being watched. The ones I beat to the table, a couple of them have, I mean, they take turns, but they are definitely watching us. Uh, poor sports. I, I can't imagine. It's, they're sitting down at the bar. I think they're fine. This is, I think this goes a little deeper than that. I think we've got places to be. No need to take up this table here forever. <coughs> yeah, got to go see the wizard. And if everybody's done, we can get up and go. I'll click yeah, my okay. ruby slippers yeah. together three times. And it's the ones at the bar that I can see, Matt, are the ones that are watching us? Yes, the the ones at the bar, uh, occasionally you'll see the, ha the halfling look back, you'll see the half-orc look back, you'll see the human look back. The one in in the cloak seems to be completely focused full and you haven't seen them move once since you've first uh, started moves. Yes, suggest we uh, make our way. Before we leave, I'm going to paste a few of Mitchell's flyers in the room. Okay. Go ahead and make me a sleight of hand check, please. I'm also going to leave another uh, five oh. silver. Okay. Um, that's a three for your sleight of hand. So. We are alone. You you are. And <laughs> you get up there and Eloise is kind of very obviously plastering these uh, flyers all over the sides of the wall of, of this little cubbyhole room. Um, let's say you probably paste four of them before the little girl who's been working in, in uh, the inn, comes wandering up with a, a big empty tray, and she says, as soon um, as can, she does, can I get I'm any... Gonna, I'm going to hand her a gold and be like, I understand, sweetheart. She's, this will so, take care of it. And she, she was about to say, can I take all your plates? Uh, but well, the moment she said, can I, and you started handing her gold, she just shut up immediately. Uh, well, I mean, and I'll kind of look over my shoulder at her putting stuff on the wall. I was like, this is going to take care of that. Okay. Okay. Um, Just. And, and, did you enjoy your meal? Yes, ma'am. It was so good. Uh, Eloise is now standing on top of yeah, one of her stools, just po pasting a uh, flyer onto the ceiling. And she looks down and she says, it was so good. And the little girl is just looking up at her like, what the fuck is this? Are you kidding? <laughs> and she says nothing, but she does take the gold, and she begins to take the plates and cups off of your uh, off your table and place them onto her tray, um, stacking everything up. I believe we have drawn enough attention to ourselves for the time being. We should probably head out. Uh, Blood's going to do his best. He's going to walk towards the door, but he's going to almost kind of be like backstepping and sidestepping, not taking his eyes off the group at the bar. Okay. Go ahead and make a perception check as you head on out the door of the door. Ooh, that sounds good. 
So you're, you're kind of keeping an eye to your back as you guys are all heading out of the inn towards towards the, um, the port itself. And they seem to be disinterested in you at this point, Blood. They, all of them are focused more on the meals in front of them. None of them seem to really be paying you any money. See, and he just said he wanted to be more trusting. And then he goes and blows it. But he's still in full-on fucking freak mode, so he's putting the hood up. And he's going to kind of start lurking as soon as they get away from a big group of people. And he's going to kind of try and stealth his way and watch her back. Look at this big giant pointy thing! Indeed. Eloise, as you exit the, the inn, you notice a giant um, ballista up, uh, situated there on the edge of a, the wall which heads down into the wharf of this lake port. You, you walk towards it, and as you do, two of the human guards who are, who are manning it call out, Um, excuse me, can I help you? The two of them walk towards you and veil as, you, as the two of you approach. Yes, um, can I help you with anything, please? What's it for? This is a weapon used to defend the town. From, you know, pirates or invading armies and, and, and whatnot. I'm uh, mounted on it, kind of looking through the scopes, kind of very intrigued, like a, like a kid in a in an excavator. And as you climb up it, the, one of the guards come running towards you, and he's just trying to grab at your cloak, pull it, trying to pull you down. Uh, excuse me, this is not a toy. Can, can you get off of that, please? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought this was... For recreational use, uh, of course not. This is this is a weapon main used to maintain the the um the security of this town. It's not a toy. Get down, oh. please. Oh, thank you. I thought you were referring to me as the weapon to maintain the security of the town. But yes, this is also a fine weapon, and I will get down right now. Thank you. What was that? And they both kind of look at you curious now as you walk away. Um, um. And one of the two, one of the two of them is like grabbing the other by the shoulders, like yeah, just just leave it alone, foreigners. They're so weird. I'm just gonna lower my head and stay back like ten feet from yeah. them. <laughs> hey, Liam, Liam, over here. I think uh, we're gonna go walk together as a group. You know, the group we came in. As soon as he says my name one time, <laughs> I catch up to him in the blink of an eye, and I slap my hand around his mouth. And we start moving down real damn quick. <laughs> so you grab Liam and, and shove your hand on his mouth. Um, Liam, uh, sorry, Bale, are you fighting Liam at all? Oh, no. No, no. not at all. I'm just, okay. I'm curious and I'm trying to talk with my head Okay. okay. All right. once, so once Liam grabs Bale and I'm all of you go running forward. I'm going to my hand from his mouth and I'll say, when we're in town, I would appreciate if you would refer to me as Chuck. And I say, mm, that tastes that I should have got the smoked trout. <laughs> now, friend. Oh, that's great. You have your interests, and I have mine, <laughs> and I would appreciate if you just respect that. <laughs> oh, no, no problem, Liam. I mean, Chuck. Pauline <laughs> comes up next to me. I'm going to look up, and I'm going to be like, Did you see that? Did you see that thing? It's so cool. Liam, go ahead and make a uh, perception check. 
those guards are just watching you as you all walk away from from them around the side of the inn. They're just like really curious about what the hell is going on with your group. Yeah, it's a lot harder to be. Go ahead. Oh, uh, Polly's gonna come over and say, "Hey, y'all, you wanna bet? See if I can throw my javelin farther than this thing." Oh. Damn technology! Uh, you say this to the guards. You say this to the guards, Apollyon? Oh God. Um. Yeah. Um, no, not really. Uh, we would get in a lot of trouble if we fired this thing. Without. What do you mean? Have a little fun now and then. Don't always follow the rules. Liam um, silent thinks to himself. I, I'm, I'm sorry. So much Who are you again? To be incognito when you're by yourself. The bolt is like twelve feet long. And, and, and who are you again, Mister Minotaur, sir? Oh, you don't know about the Golden Boy? I'm the Gladiator Champion. Uh, and I am the pinnacle of physical prowess. I'll walk back to Apollyon and you know, give him a bow and say, Mr. Boy, we have places to be. Fun time is later. So with Blood and Apollyon just, uh, or Blood and Eloise kind of cowering around the side of the building, Blood trying to main, remain as inconspicuous as possible, Liam is pulling Apollyon away from these two guards who are both looking extremely confused. I mean, it's by this... I can't pull Apollyon. Yeah. yeah. Out, of, out of character, I should note that Apollyon is an escaped fugitive from the Margarden Federation. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so maybe he shouldn't be screaming his yeah. name. It's a good thing you guys aren't in the Margarden Federation and they have no clue who the fuck he is. And they're just looking at this giant minotaur like, are you going to attack and we have to defend? Are you I'm not that just dumb. bothering us? It, 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 they're, they're like wary as fuck around all of you, but they don't seem, to, other than like confused and irritated, they, they don't seem beyond that. That's my whole plan. Sneaky, sneaky, <laughs> diffuse, diffuse suspicions. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Good job. You see that giant crossbow? It is. And there's quite a bit out there among the wharf that you can see. There's, uh, there's wagons full of fish, and people are beginning to pass by. It's probably around 8... 8.30 in the morning, and you're already beginning to see quite a few people pass through the, the streets around you as you make your way north to where I assume you're heading towards Mitchell's. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Unless you guys plan on fucking with the guards at, at, anymore. No. no. I have a feeling I'll take my leave. I was more interested in the Stang Thang 4000. Oh, I, I it's, it's that thing amazing and impressive. And fired into the town too. A so giant, yeah. it's a giant ballista, a giant crossbow with a spear about 10 feet long with a, a huge pro, four-pronged metal uh, end. Um, 
about a foot long yeah. in and of itself. It's a wicked invention. And aimed right at the right angle, it probably it's could like a put ship. a hole through a ship. Which is probably its intended, intended pro, uh, premise. But anyway, are you guys wanting to do anything else along the, the wharf? Or are you guys heading towards Mitchell's? I'm making a beeline for Mitchell's. I don't know what they're doing. Do Magic Man! I'm staying close to uh, Liam. I mean, Chuck. <laughs> I'll dip down and take both of them by the arm, get in between of them, and I'll start singing. We're off to see the wizard! If, if, if only there were Can more we... shadows. Get out of the way, Mr. Blood! We're trying to skip merrily down this lane! Don't you worry. You will be I'm gonna move I'll you guys pull out a bit. my whiskey and take my first drink of the day. So I'm just gonna move you guys a little bit here. Anyway, so you head out from the singing nave, heading north, block through the the wharf streets, um, heading deeper into the city. It takes you about 45 minutes to walk from the singing nave to the garishly decorated two-story building that is Mitchell's Marvelous Mechanic. Even in the early morning, the streets of Elena are filled with both travelers and an unusual amount of city guards patrolling the streets. You approach the building, and as you do so, you can see... Uh, the familiar p bright pinks and greens of the tapestry billowing in the wind off the lake. This area of town, just north of the South Docks, is quite busy with the day's early commerce. You can see quite a few shops and stalls among the streets. The adamantine vendor is still here, Liam, with the same black-haired dwarf hawking his wares that you can recognize from your last adventure here. There are vendors selling meats, vegetables, jewelry, trinkets, and general sundry goods all along the street in front of Mitchell's. Quite a few more, in fact, than have been that had been there the last time you guys were in town. You guys do, of course, push through the doors to Mitchell's to find the familiar opulent, opulent decor of more pink and green drapings out the wall behind the two long show court, court uh, counters got it couldn't say that word the few the two long show counters that separate the patrons from the shop rooms the mercantile is quite crowded today and you can see several clerks working behind the counters assisting groups of two and three as they examine the various items for sale two of the clerks are human women, one with light red hair pulled back in a very tight bun, while the younger of the two has dark hair and very, very dark eyes. The third is a half-red woman with straw-colored hair and bright green eyes, and all three of whom are currently engaged in, you know, the sort of general The sort of general um, 
sail, spiel, whatnot, that you would typically expect in this type of shop. You guys kind of pause there for a minute watching. See these um, individuals uh, going through their wares with, with their patrons. And it's interesting to see the subtleties between these clerks and the individual you had first met when you arrived. And as you're kind of walking around, as if on cue, sure enough, that same short, bald man with a blackened crown around his hair, very pale human man, comes out from behind a door carrying a very large crate and have seen the five of you standing in the doorway calls out ah well hello my friends what can I do for you today at Mitchell's Marvel's Mechanical we have all sorts of things for distinguished and individual interests step out from behind Napoleon. Hi, Mitchell. Hello there, my dear. Um, are you looking to sell today, or are you interested in a wide assortment of items? Oh, well, first I wanted to bring you the, the thousand gold I owe you. Oh, oh, now I recognize you. Yes, oh, yes, um, what was your name again? White Dragonborn? Um, no, you are indeed the first I've met. Um, what was your name? Um, hold on. And he begins rummaging through his... He, he drops the box that he was carrying and begins rummaging through his robes. Very, very hurriedly. Like, he, he's he's a little embarrassed yeah, that by the fact. Yeah, that happens when you mention gold. Yes. A few moments later, he pulls out the cut. Oh, yeah! Oh! Oh! Eloise Bright Crystal. Well, well. I was not expecting to see you again so soon. Welcome. Welcome. What can I do for you today, my dear? I'm going to hand him a thousand, a thousand gold. The thousand gold that I owe him. And as you That's set the this, rest for the racers. And as you set this uh, sack of gold down in front of him, he opens the drawstring and looks inside. Well, hmm. are you saying you have already acquired the thousand gold? Yeah, we beat a dragon. Well, that is certainly impressive. I was not. Not expecting to see you again so soon, I must admit. Well, well, I still um, have flyers. I wasn't able to paste all of them. I did. I did paste a bunch on the trees when we were going to the the grove, but um, after that, we were kind of fighting a dragon and then running for our lives from other people. So I didn't get to paste that many on the way home hmm. back. Ah, uh, well. That does happen, but no worries. No worries. Once you placed every of your flyers, the bag will empty, 
and you will know you have completed your contract. Just make sure you do it within the time allotted. That's all you have to do, and our contract will be completed. Now, with this payment of 1,000 gold, I trust you well enough. Um, uh, one second. Mildred, Mildred, come, come <clears throat> here, please. And a, another dwarven, young, younger woman with dark black hair and bright blue eyes comes running out from behind the doorway. Ah, uh, yeah, yes, yes, sir, what, what, and take, take this. Take this and count it. Make sure there is a thousand. I'm sure there will be. I, I trust you implicitly, believe me. Um, but. I frown a little bit. You will, you'll understand. Take this and count it and return it to the my um, my office and I will deal with it from there. Thank you. Um, well, anyway, welcome, uh, welcome again. I am certainly happy to see you at least paid the portion of your contracts. Um, how many did, of my flyers? Did you flyers... see the day that we left? Did you see the day that we left? I I I wrote I I put your your logo in the sky. I did indeed see that, and I counted that for at least 25 flyers. So, um, if you'll hold out your satchel for me one second, please. I hold it out. <laughs> and as you do, he pulls a wand out from the inner of his robes, taps it three times. Okay, well... Uh, there you go. I wanted to add that to your total. Um, let's see where you're at now. And he taps it one more time. Well, like 900 left. I see 896 that you still have within your satchel, but I'm sure an innovative and eclectic individual of yourself will absolutely be able to fulfill your end of the contract so how has the bracers worked for you have they helped you out at all have, have, have you done what you wanted to do with my with my wares and of course how many times they have help, you they mentioned may, they may be helpful but um yes um well the, the dragon kind of almost killed me in a single breath. But, you know, other than that, um, things have been okay. Hmm, <coughs> well, dragons definitely do that, from what I understand. <coughs> um, perhaps next time you should purchase something that might protect against whatever it was you faced. Um, what type of dragon was it, if you don't mind that? It's green. <coughs> oh, well. If you would have bought this, and he walks over, pushes the dark-haired younger woman away, and pulls out a group of rings, he walks over to you and sets them down in front of you. There's about eight of them total. And he says, if you would have purchased this one, and he pulls out one of the rings, this would have helped you against the poison breath of a green dragon. It's a shame you didn't inquire about it, but you never know. I have one now, if you need. How would it protect me? Well, if you attune yourself to it, it would protect you. 
they give you resistance to poison such types of damage such as a green dragon's poison spray. That's okay. I, I skinned the dragon. I think we're going to make some armor. Oh, it, indeed. Um, you have green dragon hide right now. Is the, uh, is that what you're telling me, my dear? Blood, yes. do we still have it? Yeah, he'll put it on the put it on the counter. Oh, and I found scales too at the bottom of the <clears throat> lake. I think we sold those. Oh, never mind. Sorry. <coughs> I can't remember what we sold. Yeah, yeah we sold. And it. I have this, and I take off the uh, the frill from the head of the green dragon that's been like draped around my neck, and I put that on the counter too. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hey, Mitchell walks over. And first begins to inspect the the green dragon hide that you placed upon the, his counter, which I will remind you, you, you harvested what three days ago, two days ago? Yeah, two days ago. No, two, one and a half. Two. One days? and a half. Yeah, one and a half days ago. So it, it's not too it's bad. Still fresh. It is still fresh. It's a little. It's a little uh, bloody, a little gooey, but you place it down. And Mitchell kind of begins to look it over. Well, this is indeed an interesting specimen. Well, I... That's the skin of an asshole, actually. It in, indeed it is. But an asshole can still cover... Ah, uh, no doubt about that. Well... I believe I could indeed commission this to become a set of hide armor, if that is what you're looking for. Um, it will cost a bit, however, since you have the materials already, the cost is significantly less. And if you're looking for a set of green dragon hide armor, I could make one for you for the very low price of five hundred. How much? Five hundred. Damn, that's actually less than I thought you were going to charge. Well, Miss Eloise, that armor would be for you. What are its benefits? Well, being that it is from the height of the green dragon, it will protect the individual. And give them resistance to poison. Would it be possible to make the armor slightly adjustable? Would it be possible for the armor to be three times as good at protecting you? <laughs> All of these things are absolutely available. It depends on how much you are willing to spend on this armor. Now, as it is, I could commission and make a set of green dragon hide armor for you, which will give you poison resistance for the 500 gold. If you are wanting additional benefits such as, you know, more protection, magical protection, the addition is 2,000 gold for addition to the art. It's making the straps a little bit longer so it's adjustable. What what 
when when you say that, are you just mean to to fit you, Eloise? Fit me and possibly anyone else in the in the group. Ah, I get you. So can you make so, it magically fitting? So you for, just put it on and automatically fits you. For what you're for what you are asking for two thousand five hundred gold, I can make a suit of plus one dragon hide armor that will be able to conform itself to any member of this pack. It is medium armor, and it has a plus one bonus to its AC. I'll, I'll just give you that soon. Say the word. Say armor class. I am. So hide armor, it will, it will make, if you, for 2,500 gold, it will make a plus one um, dragon hide, um, green dragon hide armor. So it gives you the hide armor bonus, plus one, and it's resistant to poison. If you want more than plus one, you, you have to pay the additional fee. Hide armor. Hide armor. Who wants to wear armor? Well, plus dead. I don't really want to, right? Oh, so out of character, out of character, if it's regular hide armor, uh, other than giving me poison resistance, uh, it's actually going to lower my AC. But it's plus one hide armor if you get went up. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like a and plus it, hide plus armor. Plus one hide armor would believe me would have my AC stay the same. You get. So basically, if you, poison resistance. Yeah. So Eloise, if you were to equip it, you would your AC would stay the same, but you would have the the poison resistance. Yeah. Um. But he said he would make it adjustable, so that way we can, we could make it so that it would fit any of us. I think really the only two that could actually use it would be you and me, because Liam doesn't wear armor, the big guy doesn't wear armor, and Vale has mage armor. Unless yeah, I realized that unarmored that's way better. Than I suppose Vale could wear it. Uh, being not, I'm not proficient in it. I'm not sure how uh, armor works to, for me. You'd have to take the feet, and it would probably just a waste of time for you. Yeah, I'd um, rather just have me and blood then. Yeah, it would just be the two of us. And I mean, if this is, I mean, I don't need to wear it. I mean, if you want to get it for yourself, give yourself poison resistance. Because I've already got three things I'm attuned to, so I can't really. As the two of you are discussing this, um, Mitchell goes to chime in. Well, if neither of you want this, I would be willing to take it off your hands for three hundred gold. How much? Sorry, you keep fading to really quiet. I can't. Sorry, three hundred three zero zero. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Well, on the lights, I uh, promise after I get my tax return, I will get myself new headphones. 
No worries. Um, it's not something I'll ever wear. While they're debating that, I'm going to step up to the counter and say, uh, uh, Mitchell, um, last time we were here, we discussed a certain ring, um, almost like a half brass knuckle, you know, the ring of spell storing. I am indeed aware of this individual, an individual item, and he holds up his finger, and on his third finger, on his right hand, he has a singular ring made of gold with uh, platinum inlay that has a pearl on the top. And he kind of wiggles it in front of you and says, I do now have a ring of spell story that I've recently crafted. It's quite lovely. Hmm. So I look at the ring with the pearl and the silver inlay. Uh, and I, I'm questioning because I know what the the ring of spell storing is. Uh, what it, it looks a little different. And I say, now is that in fact a ring of spell storing? Did you add um, something to this? Because this looks different than the one I'm uh, familiar with through text. I really couldn't tell you what text you may have read. However, this ring indeed is. A ring of spell story. All right. I'm just, has just. I'm, I'm just the... riffing what it looks like, bro. That's all I'm saying. Oh, all right. I thought I was wondering if this was like a you know he added spells to it or added something because. All right. Um, no, I was just riffing what it looked like. I'm, but I'm I'm telling you, it is a ring of spell story that he does have. Excellent. All right. Um. Now. Can we come to an agreement on the price? What are you asking for that? Hmm. Now, uh, I will say, my white bit friend, that this is a ring that I am quite, quite happy with. And I was considering keeping it for myself. However, if you are willing to pot with 12,000 gold pieces, I would be willing to hand over this little model right here. So, uh, with that veil, his eyes light up, and then immediately just, it looks like uh, he's just deflated. Um, his head droops down, his chest just sinks in, and he kind of gives a sigh, like um, a kid opening all presents at Christmas and he gets to the last one and he rips it open and realizes it's just a box Aww. of clothes. Oh, it's not what he fail. wanted. And he's just poor fail. I feel so at, bad at this him. moment. Um, he kind of looks at the ground um, and then lifts his head up and has an idea. And he says, you know, I have some things that I may be willing to part with. And I, I know we can maybe make a deal. Um, and he pulls out, he said, you know, this, the thing is I've, I've got some gold, but a lot of my gold's tied up in scrolls right now. And he actually opens the bag and finds some scrolls. Um, and he lays them out. There's the, um, hold on one second. 
He's got a scroll of create undead, a scroll of summon dead, three scrolls of animate dead, and a scroll of polymorph. And he says, uh, I know some of these are very valuable. Um, with, I'll let you think on it for now if, if anybody else wants to talk, but... Okay, would do you, me uh, one favor for me, Dale. I would like you to pop up in chat for me the um, spell level of those spells, spell scrolls that you have. Okay, so I just look up the, um, yep, the spell up, and then what level? Just look up the spell and it should say what spell level it has. All right, while I'm doing that, uh, if anybody else wants to talk to Mitchell... Yep, absolutely. A little private conversation in the corner where I, I, I do see the the private conversation. Um, Eloise, go ahead and um, jump in here real quick between you and me. Uh, well, Miss Eloise, uh, I understand that you may not want to wear this because this creature took out your people. I, I hadn't thought of that until just now. I mean... We, we could probably end up finding you something even better. And it wouldn't have that... Because every time you wear this armor, you're going to think of that. And honestly, I would feel better just selling it. I mean... And it's a lot I, of gold for... I, pref I prefer light armor myself, so it allows me to you know move around much more quickly. Mm. So we could, we could sell... We could see if we can get more than 300... But we we can see about selling. Hey Mitchell. Um. Yes, my dear. What can I do for you? And you he's would... been talking to Vale this whole time. <laughs> you wouldn't happen to have anything that would help accelerate wound closure or healing in some way? Do you? Hmm. I did. Up until recently, have a device that it was basically a stone that when you placed it upon them and focused your attention upon it for a short while, you could, once per day, heal the wounds of that individual. Unfortunately, I have sold it recently, but... If that is something you wish to purchase, then I could make one upon a commission. The price of this item would be... 550 gold pieces. And it would take about two days to create. But that sounds about what you are looking for, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, that would that would be most helpful. Um, would you be willing to trade the hide for such a thing? Make a persuasion check. Because. Now, I used to have it written in my equipment, but I deleted it because we had it written somewhere else. How many pounds of hide do we have? It was a significant amount. Yeah, uh, it, it's it, it enough was for a full set of armor. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was enough for a full set of hide armor. 
Okay. Yeah. Nope. I'm afraid that I could take the hive for one of my epitaphs of healing. And in addition of 100 gold pieces. Bad. I'm just gonna look at blood. I guess this is. I mean, what is it you're getting? Like a wound closure thing? Basically, what what this is is a once per day healing item that, that can do one d six heal, but it only works once per day. It only works once per day, and it's one d six worth of healing. Correct. And it's is called, it like a, and it's called an epitaph of healing. Does you have to drink something, or is it like a amulet? So what it is is a small stone that he is going to specifically create for you. He, he's going to explain this now. Um, yes. So I will create for you one object of one by one in diameter that when placed upon an individual, you focus your attention upon it for one action, and it will restore 1d6 healing. It, I mean, that could be used to, if one of us falls. I mean, it could be invaluable. I mean, I, I, I think it might be worth it. Because, I mean, we're not going to use the armor. I mean, we, we can probably take care of this. Oh, the hide plus 100 gold? So the hide plus oh, 100 gold will give you one epitaph yeah. of healing. Oh. I do have a question for you, sir. Let's say an individual like myself, uh, perhaps he wanted to be better at picking locks or maybe somebody has an item on their person and they don't need it anymore and you are just being a gracious individual and taking it off their hands without them knowing. Now, I have an item in mind. It has a most unfavorable name called the Gloves of Thievery. Hmm. Uh, Mitchell, that shiny, shiny uh, crown, bald-headed man, leads into you and says, Well, sir, I suppose if you are looking for something that could help yourself to in an individual's pockets, well, I do have something along those na that nature. I have right here gloves of thieving, which will help do, you do quite do his that. best to hide his smile. <laughs> Just mm -hmm, these, hold his hand over his mouth. That, yeah, that's great. I see him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. These gloves right here cost a mere three thousand gold pieces. Quite worth the value. Tell you what, if I take the 
I gave you the 3k in the hide armor. Could we forego her 100 gold? Make a persuasion check. Well, you are indeed an individual of discerning taste and discerning needs. So I suppose I will forego the 100 gold and take the dragon hide and your gold. For these you are most generous, sir. And this epitaph of healing. Uh, we do have a few items that we are not going to use. Um, Figured maybe we'd check I'm going to pause you real quick. I'm going to pause you real quick, blood. Um, okay. Bail. For the Dimension Door level 4, 4 level 3 spells, 2 level 4 spells, and 1 level 6 spell. Jesus, Vale. Which is what you're currently trying to sell. You don't want those? Mitchell. He wants that ring. I do, but I need the ring. Will smile at you. These are indeed. Some interesting spells that I do not have within my repertoire, my friend. So, if you are with, willing to part with them all, I will hand over my very, very endearing and loved ring of spell stories. Spell. As he says that, um, he Vale instantly casts Mage Hand to put it out in front of him to shake the hand as he's pushing the scrolls over and handing and uh, accepting the ring in return. And in a very brief instant, another Mage Hand appears that grasps this, <laughs> and they just shake as um, as Mitchell ca grabs every scroll that you have Good placed Lord. before him. And he just flicks you. Do they have a secret wizard handshake? It's more like just like... Mm. When, when you see two colleagues who understand each other and understand their wants and needs, and okay. they just... Un they get it. You see that anime back and forth and then the blimp between the two. And they get each other. And he hands over exactly what... what Vale is looking for with for the fucking ring that I didn't think you were gonna get. So well done, Vale. You have Thank a you. ring of spell story. And I I, I just want to say, as the handshake occurred, you did say you will trade the ring for the scrolls, correct? There was no mention of gold. He he's trading you the ring of spell story for the scrolls that you provided. And as a very, very kind persuasion, give, giving um, giving uh, Eloise the epitaph of healing for the dragon hide. Apollyon saunters to the front. How about this, boss? I'm looking to get me some winged boots. What do you think we strap some of this uh, frilly green dragon stuff on the back of there, huh? Create the new fashion, buddy. Oh my god. 
Hold on a second, I'm trying to find this thing again. Okay, Vale, there is now on your character sheet your ring of spell story, which I legitimately didn't think you were going to get, but you did. So, well done. Um, Apollyon. Thank you. Apollyon. What is it you're asking? Yeah, boss. What, is it? what are you asking for again? Some winged boots. Okay. And what are you placing down in front of, um, in front of Mitchell? The uh, three feet of green dragon frill, fin, whatever. Okay. He just wants to have woven into the boots. Wow. Yeah, or will he negotiate with me? I don't know. He, he's yeah. He, I like it built into the boots. After taking the scrolls and he's now pushed them into his robes, he's he's seeming really happy with himself right now. I, I'm gonna say. And um, Mitchell then looks over towards you, Apollyon, and says, Oh, well, I'm, I'm afraid that Dragon's Frill is not something that I personally would need. Um, I'm sure the Apothecary might. Um, however, if you're willing to let it go, I'm sure I can make it a frill on this uh, dragon hide armor that they have just given me the means to make, and I will give you an additional 25 gold for it. Well, if it's going to make make my girl Eloise pop, yeah, we'll go ahead and do it. I'm looking, I'm looking to get up in, uh, in the sky, if you know what I mean. Well, there is. I will give you 25 gold for that. Um, thank you very much. Now, if you are looking to get into the sky, well, let me see here. I do have this lovely robe right here. Um, and hold on a second. Oh, sorry. He, what he pulls out is a very long black cloak that seems to be kind of ridged and ovular at the tips. Almost, think of it kind of like Batman cloak. And he holds this out to you and says, Well, if you're looking to rise above the, the, sky, the ground, this here is the cloak of the bat, which will allow you to fly in the dock of night. And I can let this go for a mere 3,000 gold. That's a badass cloak, Cape. Do you not have any winged boots in stock, my man? I will admit that I do not have these items, this particular item, in stock right now. However, if you give me a, about a week's time, I can absolutely make you a pair of boots that you buy. Apollyon does not wait. Oh, Apollyon wants his stuff today. 
Let's go, boss. I'll take the cloak of the bat. Absolutely. And he hands over the dark black, almost blue-black cape. Wait a second, wait a second. My newfound intellect has told me that I should try to negotiate further. <laughs> I'm now going to initiate negotiation with you, wizard man. And he, like, stares him right in the eyeballs. Make an intimidation check. Because he's just looking at you like, what the fuck? But boom, there's those Apollyon eyes. Please be oh, a Mm -hmm. And 12. I do indeed like your gumption, my friend. Hmm. You are. Do you also have a belt of dwarven kind? <laughs> I. Well, I do indeed have some. I love those little furry babes. Along those lines. And I could let it go for a mere 3,000 days. I would rather have the belt with that shiny gold belt buckle. Indeed. Well, 3,000 gold, and here you are. And Mitchell walks back behind uh, a door and is gone for about 20 minutes, but he does eventually return with a large belt with uh, a giant buckle that has two hammers and a a glass that could only symbolize the glass veil. You know, froth on the top, you know, you know, handle and all that. I raise it up like above above my head and go, Hell yeah! The champ is here! I see you looking. I see you looking. And he like points to everybody else that's in the shop and just like nods at him and tries to make eye contact and points at him from across the room. Absolutely. And so I'm adding now a belt of dwarven kind to your to your character sheet. Uh, go ahead and take off your gold for that. I did. Thank you. Uh, how does attunement work when I also have the headband of intellect? Okay, so you can be attuned to a total of three items. Dope. So I have two. Right, the two the two magic weapons I have are not attunement, right? Um, well, we can look through your stuff and let's see. Basically, Apollyon is probably willing to get rid of this overwhelming intellect at some yeah. point the because, man, it's just a big old headache when you have to think about everything. So the headband of intellect is definitely attunement. The shield is that. Um, you have the scimitar. The scimitar is attunement. Oh, the scimitar is. Okay. What else do you have? The last because I didn't think the javelin of lightning was. The javelin is not. Headband of intellect. Okay. okay, so I'm cool. I can have I can have the headband of intellect, the uh, belt of dwarven kind, and the sword there or the scimitar. There you go, buddy. Cool. How long does it take to attune? One hour. Not One hour? Alright, I'm gonna go 
step outside and do that immediately. Sounds good. And I'll start practicing my dwarvish. Oh my god. Absolutely. So Apollyon, paying for his uh, belt of dwarven kind, immediately exits Mitchell's shop, sits down, and begins just muttering to himself in dwarvish. For anyone who understands it, he is just saying swear words. And it's great. And then every once in a while I'll say, oh yeah, in common. Absolutely, he does. Uh. Um, what are the rest of you doing? When uh, when he went to the back, uh, I'll try and do a deal with one of the other chicks here because I really don't care who I talk to. Mm-hmm. And at, most of them are actually dealing with customers right now. Mitchell has been the one. Oh, that's I been... just didn't see any other customers. My I, bad. I, I, di- I just didn't put tokens. Well, he's open now, but. But but Mitchell is is available. What do you what specifically are you looking for? Well, I've been rather envious of those bracers uh, here, Eloise. I was wondering if a wise businessman like yourself might happen to have a second pair back there. Hmm. Braces of defense. Well, that is a very commonly needed object. Um, unfortunately, I don't have one available, but I am accepting commissions and would be willing to make them for you. I do have a ring of protection, which well, not, I isn't you cut out. Do I have what? I do. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I do have a ring of protection. It's not quite as much as the braces, but it does help a little bit. Or... If you do have a week, I could make a Braces of Defense for you. Not exactly the patient type. Tell you what, last time we were here, and my friends, well, they enjoy going bar hopping. At night, I lose them all the time. Wondering if you might have something to help me follow them in the dark. Ooh. I do believe I have something of your, something that could help you out. And he wanders away back into the bed for a few minutes before returning with a set of goggles. These are your typical, you know, welders goggles, little, little circular things that go over your eyes and a strap around your head. And as you look at it, he, he, he tells you, now. This particular item will give you about 60 feet of vision, even in the most pitchous dark. How much you want, Hoss? Now, these items will cost you about 150, 1,500 gold. I'm sorry. 1,000. 500 gold for this particular item, but a human search of yourself, I, su- I assume it would be extremely helpful to you. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, deal, I'll take them. <coughs> and without question, he hands over the gloves of the night. 
which will, as I said, give you, give you 60 feet of dark vision for 1,500. Good. Took it out of my chart already, and that's all I want. <laughs> Anybody else? Uh, I ask him, um, as I hold up the ring on my hand, I say, does this baby have any charges in it? Did you put anything in here? Uh, so basically, uh, up to five levels of spells. So you could do one third level and two one okay. first level, or five first level. It just has to be up to five levels of spells. It, I, I will admit, as I, it was mine until today, there is five levels of spells inside. I'm just wondering um, if he knows, or you could let me know another time uh, what it is, just so I know, you know, what I have to or don't have to cast into it. Yeah. He, so the way I understand it, it is he has a he has a fifth level spell inside. Of Okay. And it is it is fireball. Fireball at fifth level. Okay. Yes. That's the spell he currently has. There's only fireball. That's right. actually um, what I marked down for it. He has a fifth level fireball in that fucking area right now. <laughs> nice. Um and the bracers of defense, if I were to commission you on that, what would the price be? That would be two thousand five hundred gold. I uh, I say uh, deal, and I give him the two thousand five hundred gold, and I'll say I'll see you in a week. Okay. Well, you have taken a weeks of my time, and I do appreciate the work. So I'll see you in a week. However. If any of you else wish to commission anything, it will take a little bit longer, as I will be entrusting my work to my apprentices. Uh, one more thing. The, um, let me just get this right. On my character sheet, I have 5,964 gold. Does that sound right? Let me look on here real quick. You, you haven't really been spending your money. You've been I mean, also, if you convert your silver to gold. Yeah. But yeah, that's probably pretty close. So, yeah, actually, because uh, I, I, I do remember you have not been spending your gold specifically because you were looking yep. for your um, portable hole. And now you've got it. So, yeah, you have. That, that seems about right. Okay. Um, then the. Uh... I would like to, first off, the Ion Stone I have floating around my head protecting me, giving uh -huh. me uh, one, uh, one plus one of my AC. I say, so I'm looking, the Ring of Protection, um, I'm interested in that, and I'm interested in getting rid of this Ion Stone. Uh, how much for the Ring of Protection, and how much would you give me for the Ion Stone? You're, you're just... The Ion Stone is a plus one, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it's plus one to AC. And the Ring of Protection is the exact same thing, a plus one. So you'd actually be. But crazy. the Ring of Protection does the uh, 
plus one to your spells or your uh, saves as well. Correct. So um, it would actually be a one-to-one trade. Uh, did you hear my second part? That yes, you are actually trading something for a better item, and Mitchell is willing to give you a one-to-one trade for it. Uh, Mitchell is now my new favorite human on this earth, and I give him the old one-to-one swaparoo. Oh, he's loving you right now. So now you have a plus one ring of protection, and you've lost your iron stone, and Mitchell is happy as fuck as this thing is now floating around his head. Uh, and we, we, do the, uh, we do the mage handshake. Yeah, you do. I want everyone other than Vale to to give me a um, intuition check real quick. Insight. Yeah, insight. Do you want me to since I'm outside or? No, you're not. You're not in there, so no. Did you delete the ring of protection off? Uh, what was that? Sorry. Delete the iron stone off yours, and I'm going to add the ring of protection. All right, so I just unchecked the blue box. Does that get rid of it? Because I still see it. It's just in um. That just unequips it. If you go down to the very bottom, there's a little lock. I fixed it for you. (laughs) Click on the lock, and then it'll put a little trash can next to it, and you can click that and delete it. Yep, got it. I I just deleted all the spell scrolls. Yeah, go ahead and delete all the other spell scrolls. I think you still have this polymorph spell there. I just deleted those. Oh, wait, no, no, I didn't. Um... And uh, the commission for the Bracers of Defense was uh, 2,500 gold? 25, yeah, 2,500 gold, and it's going to take you one week to, um, before it's done. All right, hold on, let me just do the math real quick. And as he passes you the ring and you pass him the iron stone, you, you see him smiling quite, quite happy. Well, I am happy to exchange this item. Um, if you find anything similar to this, please don't hesitate to do it. Oh, you will be my first stop, my friend. Indeed, indeed. Anytime you want to stop by for tea, you just let me. As soon as Liam gets outside and hears Apollyon cursing and Dwarvish and saying, oh yeah, he'll switch to Dwarvish and say, that's a bit crass, don't you think, boy? Oh, I see you know those hairy little people too. I know how to speak it. Doesn't mean I like them. Indeed, indeed. Well, 
Now we must converse in Dwarvish. Oh, Lord. Okay. So, as you guys are... I see the Liam, length of your beard is lacking. <laughs> as Liam and, and Apollyon begin to argue amongst themselves about their beards and furbish things. Beard length. Eloise has also made her way out of the out of the shop. Vale and blood are still in there, but all of you have a moment to relax and we're gonna go ahead and take our break. So I'll see everybody in about ten minutes. You guys are still in Mitchell's uh Mercantle. Oh, Matt, remind me yes. to uh, talk to you later uh, about uh, some, some lore about Mitchell. Sounds good. I'm absolutely game. Um, is anyone wanting to do anything else before you leave Mitchell's? By now, most of the crowds have actually left the store. And other than you, there really isn't anybody in, in the shop itself. Would you happen to have any special ammunition for a crossbow? Well, I do indeed have some ammunition, some bolts that could help you when you're firing. Um, what kind are you specifically looking for? Well, I am not quite sure. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what my options would be. Like, what, what might you have that I could peruse? Well, let me go take a look and see what they have in stock. Well, I do have some air, some bolts that could help you to at least a little bit of damage. It's a plus one, and so just for the sake of it, um, plus one bolts are thirty gold. Plus two bolts are sixty. Is that per bolt? Per bolt. Hmm. Yeah, I tend to shoot a lot, so that would be quite a bit of gold. Um. Miss Eloise says she could do this thing with fire arrows, which might be interesting. Uh, you had some other bowstrings uh, before. I bought the, the fiery one, but you had a couple of others. I think lightning, cold, and maybe poison? Poison or acid, I don't remember. I, well, unfortunately, it has been quite busy lately. However, I do still have one. Um, this is a bolt of dissolving. One second. Bolt of dissolving? Or is that the uh, bowstring? Yep, bolstering. Sorry, sorry. Mm. Uh, string. 
Yep, Dissolving Bowstring. Um, it does 1d8 of acid damage, and Mitchell will sell it to you for 800 gold. Well, I happen to have a couple of items here. Let's just see if maybe we go ahead and trade something. Uh, I have a plus one crossbow that I do not need. And then we have a, a nice little scimitar with the same property. And then we've got this chain shirt of grace. Uh, and I believe it allows somebody to do some kind of a saving somebody from dying. Ooh. If they were to use it. And Mitchell walks over to the white chamber. And you can recognize him casting the identify spell. After a moment, he looks towards the group of you and says, Well, if you are willing to part with the three of these, I would allow you to take the bowstring of the Zelda. Unfortunately, it is the last one I currently have. Hmm. But Would perhaps... you be able to do the bowstring and maybe ten of those plus one bolts? Just one little one little collection of them? Make a persuasion check. Oh mm -hmm. shit, I should have asked for more. Yeah. Um I would abs I suppose I would allow you to take um, ten of these plus one bolts as well. That is a deal, sir. And so, for trading in those items, you get your um, bowstring, which does um, 1d8 acid damage. So you can add that to your items. Can you do, like, a little uh, cheat for me so I can add, like, because I'll have to manually put that stuff in. And uh, remind me tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah, I don't need it right now. No problem. And then plus one bolts. And ten plus Thanks, one sir. bolts. That's all. Can I do anything else for you all this evening? Or, I'm sorry. This is morning. So, morning. Uh, yes. I think we are good. Uh, I ask, is there any way uh, we could put a rush on the bracers? <laughs> I could indeed include a rush on them it is 100 gold per extra day it will take seven days to finish so for an extra 700 gold i would be happy to rush this out so for an extra 700 gold i'll get it today you'll get it tomorrow uh i turn to blood and i say how long do you think we'll be in town? We'll be here at least a few days. I mean, it's all about how much you want to extra you want to pony up, my friend. All right, so I'm going to say uh, I'll give him four hundred gold, okay, and I'll have it in three days, okay, if that's right. Um, come find me three days from now, and I should have this item available for you. All right, and I uh, just took the three, uh, 400 gold off my inventory. Okay. 
So I feel like this is a good time to do our mid-session break. Didn't we just do that? I thought we just came back from our break. Aw. Okay, fine. <laughs> if, you, if you want to take a break, you can. That's yeah, fine. I'm fine. So what would you guys like to do next? I'm in need of some charcoal and incense for my spells. Okay. Yes, I would like some uh, some components as well. That in the conclave. Um, to the apothecary? To the apothecary! Hmm. <laughs> and you do find the apothecary after about another 15 minutes of walking around. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. We do not walk. We skip gaily down the lane. You can't say we when you're only talking about yourself, bro. He, he thinks oh, we're no. all skipping, is like he's it, the only one. Is it the same apothecary that I had uh, made that healing potion at? It is indeed. And awesome. as you walk in, you do recognize May, the um, uh, human woman with uh, orangish hair that you had previously encountered, who runs the apothecary. What do you want me to do? Go ahead, Eloise. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm looking for... Uh, shoot, what is it? I think it's incense and... Hold up. Let's see. It is... Yes. Travel and incense. Um, also to replenish herbs for my... Herbalism kit, and also looking to buy a medicine kit if she has one. And you can probably pick up all of these for around 100 gold. Into 100 gold? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, done. Are you wanting to do anything else in the apothecary? Um, also, I was going to ask her if she'd be willing to, um, to maybe uh, tutor me in uh, potion making, especially healing potion making. And as you ask her about this, she, she does say that, oh, I would absolutely be willing to help you, my dear, and train you in the subtle art of potion making. How much time do you have available to help to train within this? A few days, maybe up to a week. I do charge about 20 gold per day, however, at the end of a week, so seven days, you will be more equipped to make more powerful potions at the end of this. Whoever's like me, like, sound good? So yes, for no? one, 140 gold, you can train under the apothecary to do to instead of make lesser potions, you can make moderate potions. Do you need a whole week for that? 
Is there is there a four day um, speed course? Make a persuasion check. Yeah, if you're asking for this. Yep. An accelerated program. For the gifted. Crash course. <laughs> I could accelerate the training to under three days if you're willing to. Work with me, night and day. I kind of lean over and I say, yes, because I just paid 400 gold to have this commission done quick. <laughs> Are we learning about potions, guys? I love potions. <sighs> By the way, can we make love potions? Oh, my God. Pushing them out the door. <laughs> the, the one, I point, I point out the one on the top. It, it's got the... N-O period nine. Is that the one right. you're talking about? Indeed. Right there, Pollyon? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, uh, I, I would love that. To spend the, the three days. Back tomorrow. Yeah. All right, I've been waiting outside. I'd like to look around and see if those guys from the bar that were eyeballing us are anywhere in sight. Absolutely. Go ahead and make a perception check. Shit. Well, is that 23, then absolute. You're standing outside watching the ground nearby. And between the average traveler and the the group of guards who move back and forth among the town, the streets, you're not recognizing any of the people you, you saw in the bar. Hmm. Good to know. Cool. Wait, to the red-haired lady, I'm just going to introduce myself. I'm like... I don't know if we really had the chance to last time, but my name's Eloise. Hello. Thank you so much for teach for being willing to teach me. Well, thank you very much, Eloise. I appreciate all the work you've done. If you ever need any more help, please don't hesitate to stop by. really interested in, in, in going with my friends to the conclave today. Do you think we might be able to start these lessons today? I could indeed feel. I would be absolutely happy, happy to help you if that's what you wish to do today. Perfect, yes, absolutely. Right, then is it still the 140 for the three-day program? Yes. Perfect. Okay. Uh, 70 is a little bit. Okay, there we go. And as we move on, while everybody is doing the last minute shopping and working with the group, we're going to go ahead and take a break here <laughs> and pick up a few minutes.
Sorry, guys. I'm going to actually have to stop for a few minutes. Um, I'm not quite sure what's going on. I'll be right back. Yep, I will be right back.